0: To the Less Stress Family Podcast, where we
1: believe you are fallible and what you do matters.
0: This is episode 159. I am Justin.
1: And I am Shawna Wood.
0: How are you, Shawna Wood?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm good. We have taken the month of January off. And we I do appreciate all the interest and in like, are you guys okay? And I guess we should have just announce, hey, we're taking January off. But it kind of just worked out that we took January off, right? Yes. We have a lot of things going on. You started a couple of new things in your life. We're looking at possibly another new business for out of our home. We're looking at... We just... We just like to keep it busy, don't we?
1: We do. Okay.
0: So today's topic is...
1: What is your next step?
0: And we have been going through this process as you transition, obviously into a new year, but we have had just a lot of transition in our life. Um, I don't know how much you want to talk about. You're doing two kind of new, not really new, but kind of new jobs.
1: I've picked up some new work projects, which has meant that we've had a big family transition. So <laughs> instead of being the principal, Justin is now head teacher of the Wood Homeschool.
0: Yeah, I'm cracking the whip, and now you're the principal. So it <laughs> works out great. <laughs> we just switched a few names on the desk, right? Right. <laughs> but no, but we have had to, like, reprioritize our life. Like, what, is, what are we doing? Like, what's our the main things? And so we're going to kind of be talking about some of our processing and just some very simple tools to help us... Um, Reflect and be productive. And that is ukulele in the background. I don't know if you can hear that. Hosanna is practicing ukulele right now. So it's it sounds pretty good. It's decent. Most of the time.
1: Yes. Okay. So another reason that we took off January is that I do have a health and wellness business. And anyone who is in the coaching or fitness or health and wellness industry can tell you that January is a crazy Time because we know from research that people feel the most hopeful at the beginning of a week, of a month, and of a new year particularly the new year
0: yeah that makes complete sense go ahead
1: (laughs) so all of these people have it on their mind feeling hopeful like this is going to be the year that i improve in whatever way and so it's been exciting but it's taken a lot of time and energy to talk with people about what are the changes that you want to make so that you can become closer to the ideal version of yourself
0: Right. And I think COVID has added just an extra tension of health and uh, awareness or trying to be aware, I think, of health, of being healthy.
1: Yes. So particularly, I feel like coming out of 2020, people have a lot more optimism, like things have got to be better. We just went through a hard spot. Things have got to be better. So I've been having a lot of conversations with people about how can you make these new habits stick? And you've picked up a new habit recently.
0: Yes, should I tell that story? Yes. Okay, so actually the boys and I were driving in the vehicle, riding in the vehicle together, and we listened to a podcast about, his name is Michael Dix, and he is a storyteller. He's a school teacher, but he's a storyteller. And he talked about lots of different stuff, but he talked about writing down an aha moment that you have and the framework that it takes to recognize it, but just to write down the aha moment that you have every, every day. And he's like, it's a five second usually click where you realize, oh, I'm thinking differently about this or something's happened and something's changed. And I'll give you a practical example for me. Uh, we listened to that podcast. That day we listened to it. And a kid, the, I was with the older kids and we had this great talk for like an hour about just simple things that we have clicked with us and we started talking about... Um, just kind of aha moments that we've had in our life. And it was a great conversation. And to put this in a background, y'all know we did the, it's been a real popular download. um, The the tribute that we did to Grandma June that she passed this fall. And so her house is um, in the, you know, just going through the stuff because she always joked about, she's like, I'm not going to deal with that now. Y'all got to deal with that when I leave, (laughs) when I die, you know, that was her kind of understanding of it. So my mom has said, anytime that we go through town uh the, the town where my grandma's house is to just pick up because she had a whole basement full of like canned food and like frozen food and the, she was like just go pick up some stuff and that way i will help clear it out bit by bit as opposed to we don't have a room for all the food that's down there no one you know nobody does so anyway so grandma june's house and grandma june's personality she was just so gifted in hospitality and she, I mean, her house would just always smell wonderful because there was always some kind of wonderful food or dessert cooking, and we just loved it. Like it's, I told the story, you know. It's that's where we take our high school friends and our college friends, you know, to go hang out, and we just we hung out there a lot because she just had amazing gift hospitality, you know. So this day that we had listened to this podcast, and he and the guy was saying, just be aware of those five seconds where you just click and you go, oh. I have changed, something's changed, and then just appreciate that change process. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, so Grandma's June's house has always been like warm and just smell wonderful. And that day we stopped by to get that frozen food from down in her deep freeze the day we had listened to that podcast. I opened the front door and it was cold. And I could smell like mothballs. And I realized that things had just changed. And so part of me, I was really sad, but part of me, I was like so thankful for all those memories. And it's like, it's then my responsibility to carry forth, to create an atmosphere where people feel loved and. I don't know they're going to feel that through my cooking, but they might feel it through my coffee, <laughs> right? Because I've started ro- I've started re. I've started the process again of of roasting green coffee. So it's like that's a smell. Coffee is a smell that just lingers. Good, good, good coffee that you've roasted at your home. Oh, such a wonderful thing. Um, but that's the five seconds. And I, I've just been trying to write down every day a five second event, and they're all very simple, like very, very simple things. But I'm realizing, oh, things have changed. Like, I need to just be thankful for those. And I need to start thinking about how can I accommodate more awareness to frame those stories. Does that make sense?
1: Yes. So I feel like this is a great example of one thing that you have added as a new habit for, I don't know how you would word that, but almost like your emotional and mental growth.
0: Yeah, and yeah, exactly. And I'm looking for those 5 seconds. And me even just looking for those 5 for that 5 seconds has totally shifted my perspective. Like it's just it's just so cool. Try it.
1: <laughs> and I think that was the same guy that, that gave you that idea. We had watched him in a TED Talk, and he had talked about that one of his habits is that at night he'll take just a minute or two and he'll record one story happened to him that day. Yeah.
0: Just the notes. Just And that's what I did. Just wrote down, like, for example, that story about Grandma June, her house, I just put down, went to Grandma June's house, it was cold, smelled like mothballs, and then like something about I need to develop hospitality or, you know, when people come, I need to develop that where they feel not, because I've been in some places where people are still alive and you walk in and it's cold. <laughs> You don't feel warm and fuzzy.
1: <laughs> right. So I, lo- I love that as a new habit. And the gentleman who was speaking about recording the stories, not necessarily the aha moments, but the stories was saying he's been doing that for several years and now he can um, he can go back and he can refer to that and it's like almost like having a movie of his life. like he remembers all of these wonderful things that had happened and just things that have changed him. So I love that as a new habit. A lot of people are talking with me about their physical bodies, and I try to always remind people, you know, we're body, mind, and spirit, and those three are so entangled, you cannot separate them out. But what's awesome is that you can choose one of those areas, so like that might be your mind in your example Um, but it impacts the other areas in a positive way just like if something negative happens in one of those areas all three are negatively impacted so one thing that it's a new tool that I have come across that I wanted to share with people because a lot of times people don't have clarity they'll say well I just want to be healthier
0: (laughs) right I've done that
1: And I mean, I've had that thought too, but that's not the end of the story. Not that you need to be healthier, that I need to be healthier. That's not the end of the thought process. Like if we just say, oh, in 2021, I want to be healthier. Well, I'm going to place a large bet that that person's not going to be any healthier at the end of 2021 because there's no clarity there and there's no decisive action. So a framework that I found recently and you can find this if you do a google search on it if you search for the numbers 5210 this is a great framework just for health like i realized i was like this is so simple i need to share this with more people mm-hmm. so 5 stands for eat 5 fruits and vegetables a day mm-hmm. it's this is none of this is rocket science right. but it's so easy you're going to be like i can go do this right now right. 2 have less than 2 hours of entertainment screen time a day so like right now i'm working eight to ten hours on a computer daily (laughs) that doesn't count like that's not entertaining right um or maybe i just said educational i meant entertainment um so entertainment wise limit your screen time One stands for one hour of activity and movement. So for me, I'm trying to even break that down in saying, I set a a timer. So I work for 28 minutes on the computer and then for two minutes, I move around. Like I do a couple little exercises, even if it's just like I'm going to run up the stairs, grab a drink of water and run back down the stairs. I'm moving to get in those minutes. Zero is sugary drinks. (laughs) Not allowed, yeah. People don't realize.
0: You know we have Dr. Pepper in our closet, right?
1: <laughs> I know, but it's, here's what's, this is a, what I noticed in reflecting because I do have some Dr. Peppers hidden in my closet and everyone in the house knows that they're there. Um, and I will have one maybe once a week. Right. But there was a time in our life, even when we had kids, that we regularly just had two liters of soda in the kitchen right. and that was kind of a go-to. And so realizing how much sugar we cut out of our diets. And it was a slow process because I was trying to wean everybody off. So we went from, like, soda to sweet tea to lemonade to juice to cut juice, half juice, half water. And now everybody's just used to drinking water as their main drink. And then I love adding in a sleep number. So for kids... It probably needs to be 10. For adults, it needs to be 7 or 8. But the hours, the number of hours of sleep that you get in a night. And we have so much more research now that's showing direct links between getting adequate sleep and having a healthy weight. There's direct links between obesity and lack of sleep. Um, There's also direct links with behavioral health and just emotional health. So, with this new framework, you've got 5, 2, 1, 0, 10, or 8, or whatever. It depends upon if you're talking about an adult or a child. Um, Just pick one of those. Mm -hmm. Say, this is going to be my focus for a whole month. I'm just going to move the needle in one of these areas. So, maybe you're looking at your diet, and you're going to figure out how to get more green leafy vegetables or more fruit, or maybe you're looking at your screen time and you realize, wow, I am really sedentary, and I just sit there and watch YouTube after work every day.
0: Yeah, and like, for example, I did not think about it all this morning, about how many fruits or vegetables I'm eating, but with that being said, we have implemented a program basically for breakfast with smoothies. I basically had three servings of fruits and vegetables this morning. And I didn't even think about it, you know. It would be because we'd set up patterns now, and I hadn't even thought about it in this framework. But I was like, "Dang, I'm already three. I've already got three down. <laughs> I've only, I can eat junk the rest of the day."
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we're making baby steps forward, not backward, when you recognize that you're succeeding. Yeah. Um, but just finding one of these, so picking one area, either what you're eating. Or how you're using your time, whether that's like a sedentary thing in front of a screen, or if you're being active and walking. And then looking at your drinks, because we do consume so many calories in drinks, and then your sleep. So you're going to pick one area, and you're going to make one small change. Like if you are not eating any fresh fruit or vegetables in your diet right now, don't shoot for five.
0: Right, yeah, shoot,
1: for sure. Shoot for two. You know, so see how you can move the needle in one of those areas. And then we're reading Brian Clear, clear, uh, I'm totally blinking out. Clear. James Clear, James Clear's book, Atomic Habits. So obviously I don't look at the cover of the book. I'm just looking at the inside pages, but it's all about how we can, successfully create new habits that stick in our lives and one of the things that he talks about is just making things obvious so let's say you've decided i'm going to have more fruit and vegetable vegetables in my diet then it needs to be obvious like don't go to the grocery store buy a bag of apples and put it down in the crisper in the refrigerator and have doritos sitting on the counter
0: Right, yeah, that is not not a good thing, and we we've had to, we've noticed this in our lives, and it's so simple. And you're like, oh yeah, of course, let's move the apples, the big bowl that has the apples, not in the corner of the kitchen where you don't really pay attention, but let's just move them forward so they're very visible, and that again, it's like, yeah, that's simple. Well, our fruit has been over in the corner <laughs> for so long, you know, it's just it's so simple. Now the kids are eating one more fruit a day. That's
1: it. And it can, listen guys, it can be this easy. I moved the apples from a silver bowl, stainless steel bowl that nobody could see into a glass bowl where everybody could see what was inside the bowl. And that was enough of a change that all of a sudden I had three kids. Hey mommy, can I have an apple? <laughs> yeah.
0: But they actually couldn't see the apple the way it was. Yeah, exactly. I tell you, for me, I with COVID, Sleep is my thing. Like if I go low on sleep, I I know like I am more likely to get sick. That is just my experience. Like if I drain my sleep. So now pretty much that football's over, there's a Super Bowl left. But now that football's over, I have no reason to stay up late. (laughs) There's nothing on TV I want to watch. I'm like, I'm just going to go to bed. It's cold outside. It's just nice to snuggle up and go to sleep. And so while you're still conquering the world, I am getting... I have actually been waking up before my alarm, which means... I'm like, good for me. I, instead of being like, oh, I hate it. I'm up before my alarm. I'm like, I got enough sleep. I am actually awake. I'm not going to get up, but it's cold. <laughs> but, but that's been a huge shift for me, really, this month of January. I'm like, I've got to get better sleep.
1: Yes. If you can never wake up without your alarm clock, that is a good signal that you are not getting enough sleep.
0: Right. And I'm usually not that. Usually, I'm like, the alarm clock is, is like, how many do I have? Four? Five, I have five alarm clocks.
1: <laughs> we could go on this whole rabbit trail about how I hate when it is time for him to get up because there's so many rings and dings and songs playing. It's crazy. But we'll, we'll skip that. Okay.
0: So the next step for for any of us is just pick a category. Pick something in your life that's simple, but a little change will just make a huge difference. So you got to find that in your life. Have you found that, honey?
1: <laughs> yes. Mine is actually, I'm working on my hour of movement. Because I really enjoy the two of us take walks together a couple times a week. It's not it used to be daily. It's not because my schedule has gotten so much busier. But on the days that we don't take that thirty to forty five minute walk, I struggle. I don't get in a full hour of movement and activity.
0: And and again, this is so simple, but I usually start my workout uh, about four thirty to five. I mean, between four thirty and five, I do a really hard like a hit kettlebell. Workout. And it's real short. And it's real simple. It's a lot of pounds that I lift, but I do it and my heart rate gets up. I am so spoiled now because if I miss that workout, I'm just like, I feel sluggish. I feel like I have sludge in my arteries. And I don't really do, I mean, like, compared to someone who goes to the gym, they'd be like, oh, that's not much weight. But compared to what I used to do, I'm like, holy shnikey, I just feel great. My heart rate's going. I mean, I feel tired. I feel tired. But it gets my day going. And, again, it was so simple. And honestly, though, it took me – it probably took me a year to work up to where I'm at now. But I just took it, like, so slow. And I do some stretching in it. I had a little more time this morning because I woke up earlier, and I could just stretch, and I could do. But it was so – it was just so nice when I look back – how I used to wake up in the morning, <laughs> I needed like a coffee IV, I needed like, you know, I just could not wake up, I could not get going, and now it's like, man, this is just the best time of my day, and that's that's just a quality of life issue, not, I mean, I'm so much more productive, I'm so much more doing this stuff, because I was like, honey, we gotta do a podcast.
1: <laughs> Let me just tell y'all. I did wake up without my alarm because in turning off all his alarms, my husband stole my phone. So I woke up and I looked at the clock and I was like, this is what I should be waking up. But why is there not an alarm going off? Then he comes in all bouncy flouncy. I've been awake all of two minutes. Are you ready to do a podcast? You want to do one right now? I was like, no, I don't. But now that I've had some time to wake up, join the land of the living, then I'm very happy to do a podcast. Okay, I want to give you all one more step. So we've talked about you have to have something clear and it has to be actionable. So clear activity that you're going to do as a habit to get you to that healthier place second thing you need to make it visible so we talked about the apples another example is in the morning i am doing like less than five minutes of stretching and workout but i put out the yoga mat and then it's very visible to me okay i need to do that before i do my next step third thing is accountability there is so much power in being accountable to a person and there's Great statistics. I don't have them in front of me right now. But if you have an accountability partner, your percentage, I mean it was something crazy, like 60% you'll be more likely to actually do an activity. And if you have a designated time and date that you have to talk to that accountability partner, it goes up to like 85-90% chance that you're actually going to do that activity. So this is a fantastic use of social media. There are a lot of things that are bad about social media, but if you put yourself out there and you put a post on there, if you don't have somebody in your life that is interested or willing to be that accountability partner for you, and you just say, hey, I'm committing to doing, you know, to eating four vegetables a day, and I'm going to tell you at six o'clock on Friday how I did this week. Trust me, there are people out there who have nothing else to do with their time. They will hold you accountable, <laughs>
0: yeah, for sure. And I would just add to that: just allow yourself for fail days as you're starting something new. Uh, I've been trying to tell that with our kids. You know, kid, a toddler learning to walk just fails a lot, and so you have to have fail days. And then sometimes I have to go back to what motivated me to do this stupid idea to begin with, you know, and then I'll go back and listen to that thing or whoever it was or read that book or that section of that book again. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's why this is not a stupid idea. (laughs) Like it felt like a stupid idea because I failed and I just skipped it and I wasn't used to the habit of it, but go back and revisit what motivated you in the first place is such a Simple thing for me that's really helped me be like, okay, that's not stupid. I'm going to keep persevering.
1: Very good. So as we wrap up, I want you to ask yourself, what is your next step? What are you going to do? What is the clear activity? And then how are you going to make it visible so that you remember to do it? How are you going to be accountable? And then when you need it, offer yourself grace and even a refresher for why you started to make this choice in the first place thank you all so much for listening thank you for your grace as we took january off and needed to do a little bit of reboot remember you are valuable and what you do matters we would love to connect with you on facebook so look us up under less stress family and have a blessed day
0: thank you